New listeners, welcome. Faithful listeners, welcome back to Take Flight Podcast, Whoa, episode what? number 12. Nah, it's not 12, bro. It's 13. 13 bro. <laughs> we finish this up every damn week. 13. Like, we're, not even, we're not even on triple New... digits yet, and you're already forgetting the numbers. Like, come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. But anyway, welcome back to episode number 13. You have myself, Daniel, Olu, Shawel, and Pabilo. And on today's episode, we're going to talk to you about some tra- uh, shared travelling tips, and we're also going to have a book recommendation by myself. So, hold flight, let's take flight, and enjoy the episode. Take off, take flight with you. Yeah, we never fly, but we're flying. Okay, so, you know, guys, let's discuss, a lot of people are asking about travelling tips, and because the four of us combined... We have done a lot of traveling between us, shared trips, individual trips. And I thought it'd be good to share some of tips that we adopt or we've, you know, we've uh, kind of incorporated when we travel, when we fly to new destinations, same uh, new destinations, same destinations, how we book hotels, how we pay for flights. Yeah. And some general... I want to know how you fly first class everywhere, Daniel. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Teach us, Daniel. Yeah, that's this, what I want to know. This is a myth. Who told you that I fly first class all the time? But I've seen it first you, time. You, Bro, you, I've traveled with you showed us. everywhere. I've seen it. <laughs> a quick question from my side to kick it off, yeah? Do you guys still try to wear your best clothes to the airport? No. Nope. Nah, nah, not anymore. Not anymore. I'm but, but, but growing up, I'm but growing up, that was that was definitely um something that we all did. Like me and my brothers, because we'd only go on holiday, say once a year. Man, you guys dress up in your like Sunday church outfit Bro, to get on that flight. Buy, <laughs> I, literally, I literally would buy the best clothes just you know to go to the airport. You know what's hilarious about this question is, so next week I'm going to Bangladesh and my mom calls me and she's like, all right, cool, so what are you packing? I was like, yeah, I'm just going to pack this, T-shirts, well, it's quite hot. She's like, all right, cool, what are you going to wear when we're on the flight to Bangladesh? And I was like, I'm going to wear my, my tracksuit, what? <laughs> And she's like, what, what, why are you wearing track? You're going to wear that red one. Is it like Supreme? One. Is it Supreme? What like, is it? Yeah, 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 of course. And she's like, no, 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 no. you got to wear a shirt and tie. Your uncle trust me, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. No way, that's like an eight, nine hour flight. No way, never. You guys are acting as if you're going no, for a job interview. Remember, remember academics tracksuits? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we were trying to go all out for the airport, baby. <laughs> and I, um, I wear, I wear tracksuits because I think most of my flights are long haul so i think about the comf- comfortability oh 100 so I, I, I don't i don't try and restrict myself p you remember we even went to dubai you you, you put shorts on and slippers short slippers <laughs> uh no tracksuit on the way there and then when yeah. i got into when i got onto the plane yeah uh, I, I changed into shorts and literally just kicked back has to be yeah. done i think i think comfort comfort is number one when flying that's that goes over anything but okay if we start you know talking about destinations how do we decide on where we want to go if it's not a business trip which of course is uh, going to be decided or it's going to constrict where we travel where would how would you decide where to go as a holiday travel destination over to you um for me it hmm. really works two ways um i ever decide based on a location that i know um someone that lives there so because i was traveling quite a lot for the last six years so sometimes a friend will hit me up and be like, oh, I'm going to be in so-and-so place. So I'll travel to the States and it's somewhere that you're going to stay with someone. Um, sometimes you save a lot of money due to the fact that you don't have to worry about accommodation because you're crashing at your friend's place. Yeah. Or I do it based on somewhere that I haven't been part of my bucket list. So mm. um, 
a country or city that I haven't been to that I've always wanted to. And when an offer comes up, just book it. Oh, cool. What do, you, what do you mean offer? So you obviously have something, what, a, a string of emails that you get every day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not every day. I wouldn't say every day, but, you know, I sign up to a few airlines. The uh, tra- tra- travel broker. Oh, there's a travel broker. <laughs> every, every day is getting email strings. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. What about you? What about you, P? How do you decide? Um... Depends how I want to flex, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but you're not lying. No, you're I think lying. I think I, I'd say I'd say social media has a big influence because a lot of us scroll through and see certain images, certain videos, and you say, "Well, what's what's the look of this place, or where's this location?" So I think I think that has certainly played a part over the last few years. Mm. Recommendations is a big one, um, but I like I, I echo what you say because I like the combination of I mean I really love going back to the same place twice because it's it's nice when you, seriously, even even three times, especially in places like Europe, because when you go there for the first time, I like to feel like a local around the world, as opposed mm. to necessarily feeling like a tourist. So, it's yeah. it's nice to have both experiences. Mm. Um, but some a lot of sometimes the places I want to go to, I say we've been Thailand, let's go again. We know it. I want to go. go I want to go. Exactly. Now. I want to go back. To that. I, know, I, know I want to go casual for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. <laughs> so I want to go back to the same restaurant. I want to meet the same person. I want to catch up with the same people. Um, I want to go back to the same beach. So that was, that definitely is has also been a, a deciding factor over the last few years. Yeah, I think for me, I always was just on a hype to go to the newest thing. I didn't want to go to the same place again. Um, but now after getting a bit older, you realize that you go to a new place, you don't get that same level of enjoyment. And maybe there's not as many things there that you actually want to do. So going to Peace Point, then you start recycling through the through the list again. But for me, actually, I used to depend on which new place. At the beginning of the year, when I set my goals, I used to also have a travel line where I select certain big countries I wanted to go to. Like when we went to Hong Kong that year, for example, or oh, Vegas or areas in Asia or around the world and then the other one is if I have a friend that's just recently moved to that city mm. um, even if I've already been it's great to go through that experience with them where they've just moved and they already know the friends the places to go so that's another way that I do it oh cool uh, I was so Daniel you're not you're not a fan of going to the same place twice no 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 no. I am, I am it depends on where it is for example like we said Thailand I'll go there in a flesh in okay. a flesh yeah okay. I'll go there back I'll go back there but I, I usually base mine on recommendations from like you guys or colleagues at work or if I see things on Instagram that I think oh that looks nice and of course it, the pictures can lie but sometimes you just scroll through this or you search a destination and you just look at the types of places they portray and you think oh you know I wouldn't mind going there but also I have a bucket list of countries that I would like to go to so that does play a part in it and often at times it's also the reputation for its culture or the food yeah all the things that you can do out there so it just kind of inspires me think you know i want to experience that for myself yeah it's good someone's written a blog about it but i never thought that the experience is fully met unless you've been there for yourself and another thing sometimes you do get cheap deals and if you stay tuned right till the end of this episode i will share with you a major major <laughs> major major key mm-hmm. you don't want to yeah looking forward to that you don't want to miss it but yeah, that's how I would usually decide where to go. But also, as Olu said, if friends are staying there, I would use that as a big excuse to travel. I think on Olu, out of how many rotations did you do? Was it four? Yeah, doing my undergrad, I was in four locations. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I visited you. I visited you on three of them. I think it was only no. the US. I think no, I saw you in the US as well. You saw me in all the locations. Oh yeah, I saw you in all your rotations. You was like so Paris. Oh, time up, time up, time up. <laughs> Daniel, you went to US. Where, where was I? No, not US. <laughs> before I did my before I did my um corporate audit. Before I did the corporate cool. audit, it was you Paris. He came there. Yeah, we it was um, together, Sweden. Together, you didn't together. come. You didn't come to Sweden. Oh, Sweden, come. Sweden, I missed. Sweden yeah. came, and then Dubai. Yeah. Why were we there together? Yeah. Now, yeah. what about and the US, US, Daniel? It was. It was. A, it was uh, September. We met up. Ollie and I met up. Yeah, we in New York. We went, Ollie and we, I yeah. met up. Oh, New York. Oh. You weren't oh. around. You were okay. around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice to know. Nice. Anytime. 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 November, which, which year in November? Uh, September. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to open up his calendar and be like, wait, wait, what was I oh, doing? Sure. Hey, sure. Hey, let's, make, let's, make something, let's make something happen. I was already sending you just the flight confirmation of what I just booked now. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. I'll, I'll share the uh, memories with you and I'll tag you in it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Nice. Okay. Um, actually, no, when, when Shaw said that, send the flight details, it reminded me of that Hong Kong trip. Anyway. Um, Ooh, tell them. Nah, like, Daniel, you, you got to tell them. Right, so I want to share, now I want to share a real nice story with, with, with our listeners. Um, so this, this, this you can actually translate into a tip, which is basically when it comes to traveling, just say yes. All money don't ask, in. Don't, all, all money, in, money in. No money out. Don't yes. ask any questions. Just say yes. Just say yes. So it was, uh, I think, the end of 2015. September, yeah. September, and, yeah. and myself, Shaw, and Daniel were discussing about where should we try to um, arrange uh, to, to go and to visit. We look at Southeast Asia. Should we look at the US? And I think I think at one point it got to a point where it was clear that myself and Shaw had time, and we we said, okay, we think we're going to go down to Asia. Um, and and Daniel was, says, oh, I'm not I sure. I was to be in a wedding in South Africa. Exactly. So you like it wasn't looking too too promising. This on your side. Daniel said, but just keep me updated. If, if just keep me updated, guys, and send me your flight details, you know, just, just whenever you guys decide on where you're going to go. So by this, by this point, I'm thinking, yo, sure, it's just me and you. Let's start planning. Let's start breaking down activities. So we send, I send Daniel the flight details, say, weeks after. I get a call. Is it straight after or maybe? The next, the next day. The next, the next day. day. He calls me up. At work. And he says, P, it's done. I locked off the phone. And he, he he came off the phone. I, I said, what? 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 <laughs> What's going on? He said, P, it's done. And at this point, P said, no, no, no. He, he's like, he's confused. He's like, no, no, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? So he went into he went into a meeting room at work. And he said, I'm going to trash this place. <laughs> if you don't know P, when he gets excited, he gets real Listen, excited. If, you, if, if yeah, you've got the same... Travel legs, like, because it was quite a few flights. It was like, where do we go? We went to Shanghai. Shanghai. We went to um, Hong Kong. Hong. Hong to Thailand. Thailand to Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong Thailand, to Shanghai. Exactly. It wasn't just like one flight, like a return flight. It was like multiple trips. And I, Daniel said, over, over, over two weeks, it was oh. like six or seven flights. And, and you said, said all of them to him, right? He said, P. It's done. I said, I said, Daniel, what are you talking about? Because you, you thought I was going to make this part of it. He says, he says, I'm on every single flight you guys are on. I said, oh, my God. So I think, I think personally, if, if one, of our, one of our best tips from this podcast would be, when there's an opportunity to travel, just, don't go. Anything, but just go. Because, yeah. because to date, that was one of our best trips um, mm. as a group, as individuals. It was fantastic. It was amazing. Yeah. And I think so, with that story also, P, I think one great thing you guys did is you didn't wait for Daniel being indecisive. 
I think at a beginning stage, at a beginning yeah. stage, because what happens a lot of times when people say, oh, I'm not sure I need to confirm something. People always say, oh, let me think about this. No, no one no, makes, no, 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 you guys no. were like, you know what? You sort it's yourself good. out. We'll yeah. book this. If you can come, come. If you can't, we'll show you some pictures afterwards. And you feel like, because <laughs> I felt like I missed out. I'm not going to lie. I was hating oh, you on you did. guys because <laughs> you guys you sent did. it to me. I don't know where I was. I couldn't make it. And I saw you guys stunting. And you guys kept, <laughs> you guys kept sending pictures in the group chat. I wanted to mute that group chat because I was like, I was fuming. I was fuming. All the pictures, yeah. I was just like, nah, damn, one, I missed out. And when you guys got to see the pilot as well, when you went to the cockpit, I was like, wait, how the hell these guys oh, get yeah, to the... Yeah. What's uh, all, that's a Daniel Johnson. What's all VIP experience is this? You travel, you travel with Daniel, all those doors start opening up. You can see a lot of things. <laughs> so, but, because a lot of the listeners are thinking, oh, these guys have got crazy amount of money, are balling, spending crazy amount of flights. I think before we go, because we're going to go into quite a lot of tips, why don't we talk about it's the cool. cheapest flight we've ever... <laughs> it's cool, what? It's, it's cool. cool. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we talk why about the cheapest freedom, cheapest flight cool. that we've taken? Rack it up that, that credit card. <laughs> why don't we talk about the cheapest flight that we've taken that's also been a great experience? Yeah? So the that people know that yeah. it's not all about just having a large amount of money to do it but you can also travel on a budget and still have a great experience. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cheapest flight I've taken uh, was nine ninety nine. Are you going to work Wait, and back? You Were you going to work it and a, back? It was, it, was, it was a return flight. It was Basel to London. What, okay. Ryanair? Ryanair. Mm. 9 that's a solid deal, mate. Even if I don't use like, it, just to have the option. Like, you got to fly on a Tuesday, come back on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> what time? 6, 5 a.m.? It was like, no, it wasn't afternoon. It wasn't too bad, actually. But they don't, those flights don't exist anymore, so. Mine was probably return trip, um, £50. And that was to Athens, Greece. So it cost Ooh. me £50, easy jet, um, return flight. Mm. Uh, mine, mine uh, was, it was BA, it was hotel and flights to Austria Vienna. I don't want to uh, this. July, and I think it was about what oh, one. Oh, it was from Saturday to Tuesday. It was the twentieth to twenty fourth of July. I remember that, hmm. and I think it was about one thirty per person for the whole whole stay, flights and hotel. Wow. And the hotel was top notch. And I tell you, it's one of it's one of my best European trips ever. Yeah. I went with uh, a good friend of mine, Jeffrey, and we went on the river. Um, yeah, big up, big up, Jeffrey. On, on the boat, we went on the river on the boat for about four hours in the complete heat. I got darker than dark, and I'm telling you, it was a very, it was a very good time because if I see the hotel, it was an, it was like a bar hotel, so the reception was a bar. So there was, so there was alcohol there. Is that what you're saying? The funny thing is, that's where my love for making cocktails started. Mm. That's where the love started for cocktails. Because when I got back, I went to Tesco and just bought <laughs> syrups, alcohol, mix everything. What's the longest <laughs> you've gone without having cocktails? Sorry, what's the longest you've gone without having <laughs> yeah, cocktails? You, you mentioned this in the last every episode. episode he mentions yeah, cocktails. Cool. <laughs> no, wait, wait. In all seriousness, Daniel, I think I think you're a great person to share on. Let's say how you finance your trips because you built okay. up the points and go go ahead. Okay, so. In terms of like how, how I pay for flights, I do a mixture. So I deliberately, I think it was 2013 or 14, I got a Virgin Atlantic credit card. Mm. And that sole purpose was to, of well, building up credit. I'm not going to say it was to build up credit because that was not my intention. My intention was to everyday expenses, choose my credit card to get a one air mile. 
So with everything I've spent throughout the month, I thought, okay, I'll use my credit card for these costs. Any direct debits I'll change to make manual payments. And at the end of the month, just clear off the credit card. I didn't see and that's it. a key thing, clearing off the credit card <laughs> at the end of the month. Let's just make that clear. Yeah, it's yeah, not free yeah. money. Don't just start splashing on it. Yeah. Clear it off at the end of the month. Look at your face. Look at your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think, yeah, for me, the primary... The oh, wait, wait, primary... I, no, no, that, that, that's how it started. So I built up... Oh, sorry. Like, I, I accumulated the air miles. And I think within the first year... Okay. The one mile didn't equate to one one pound didn't equate to one mile because if I tell you how much miles I got, you're gonna think I just spent yeah. So I think within the first year I got I think eighty something thousand miles. You spent eighty k in the first year. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So with that, no money in, no money in. With that, I was able to build up my um, Virgin Atlantic status, my tier, get into silver gold membership, and then use my miles to redeem flights. So I think at one point I went to Atlanta on Virgin for about two hundred and twenty pound return. Um, I'd been I'd been to other places like Nigeria for about two hundred pound, and usually these flights are around six seven hundred pound return. Mm. Um, sometimes I use them to upgrade. Um, in uh, the uh, on on in in class in the cabin, mm-hmm. uh, so to change my status and also with BA. So I used to take version for predominantly long haul flights and BA for European trips, so that I built up Avios points as well. So even when we go, I go to Europe. Sometimes I use maybe a few thousand Avios points and pay twenty pound return in a business um, business class. So that that's helped me fund trips. Also, at times I do pay for full flight um, tickets to continue my um, accumulation of points or even fly on budget airlines like Ryanair, EasyJet. I'm, I'm, I don't really mind. I'm agnostic to those as long as it's not going to be too much of a long flight. So, but Daniel, yeah. do you say loyalty is key in terms of when it comes to it? or I would, Yeah, it helps. I it would helps. say a few airlines that you stay loyal to. And even if you fly on an airline just once, just open up an, an account with them. Like I've flown Emirates, mm. I think, twice or three times. Very good airline. I don't fly with them frequently, yeah, but yeah. I've got points with them as well. Yeah, you know, right. interesting. Sorry, go. Go, no, go on, sure, go on, sure. Now, nah, I, I was gonna crack a joke. Yeah, that sure. Loyalty is key. So you can't be, can't be out in these streets. Can't be out in these streets. Now, I think what's interesting to hear is for Daniel in terms, because I've seen how Daniel does it and we've traveled together and I've seen how um, the point accumulation has been great. I, I took a very different approach when I started traveling a little bit more back in 2012. I was just taking the approach of just booking the cheapest flight wherever I go, any airline, mm. zero loyalty. And then, then I'll layover. Huh? Then I'll layover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, no, honestly, there's some deep layovers I did as well. But I think for me, I was, I, I thought if I book consistently with one airline, I felt at that time that I would be paying more over the long run, even with the points. And if I get a cheaper flight later on, then if I was to get the cheapest airline every time, um, that just worked for me best in terms of timing. And I think, for me, I was using Skyscanner as like a great a great resource, mm. which I love using. Um, yeah. 
But then now, actually, the more the older that I've got, I'm more leaning towards how Daniel's doing it. So now I'm like with EasyJet, I have EasyJet mm. Plus, which makes life a lot easier. With BA, I'm also part of their flight club now as well. Mm. And actually, over the long run, building up points, especially if you're traveling a lot, it does it does genuinely help, and you get a lot better service as well. I think these airlines tend to treat you better, mm. especially when you got status. Just keep for sure, yeah, they yeah. send you promotional offers and these types of things. So mm. before, I would use a lot of Skyscan, and now it's directly with the with the airline from my mm. side. I'll say, re- yeah, say research the different methods of even accumulating miles because even with Virgin and BA, shopping in Tesco, club card points, you can convert them automatically into Avios or Virgin Atlantic miles. And mm. I started doing that from, I think, from 18. So even at university, shopping in Tesco, and mm. I'll go shopping for like a, a flatmate or a friend. I'll be like, have you got a club card? They're like, no, I said, okay, can I take your points? And I just swipe my club card in. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. It's so true. I, I remember my first... Um, my first first class flight was based hey, on an upgrade. Hey, hey. Was based mm-hmm. on an upgrade mm-hmm. when I was going from mm-hmm. um, London Lexi. to London to um, California. And I'm gonna tell you when I got to that desk because I was platinum at the time because I used to travel quite a lot for work, so I'd use the same Delta airline. Um, and they said, "Oh, Mister Okneda, um, we'll, <laughs> we'll like to give you an upgrade to first class." I was like, "Really?" Okay. <laughs> I think I, 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 I brand new. You don't know how much I was stuttering when I was getting on that plane. Because you know when you go on that plane, yeah, you got the first class people, and then you, when you see like people economy, people just walk past you. You feel kind of way like oh, these people are, like different sort of money. Like I, I would I would have stood yo. in the middle of the economy, wait till everyone sits down, and then walk to my first class. Just walk past <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, what I'm telling you. That shows that you're you're you're, you're new to it. That shows yeah, that you're nah, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't normally I don't normally drink on flights here. I don't I don't normally I don't normally drink on flights here. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the piss when I'm in first class. Yo, can I get my warm nuts and apple juice, please? <laughs> the crazy yeah, thing about it, yeah. Yeah, the, the crazy warm-ups are, the warm-ups are nice. <laughs> the crazy thing about it, I don't even drink on planes, yeah. But the, the woman comes up to me and she's like, "Would you like some champagne, please, sir?" I was like, "I said yes, please. <laughs> yes, yes, please." <laughs> I'll tell you, it was one of. But I think I've done the same still. But there was a few. There was few experiences <laughs> where I was like, "Yo, people need to chill." Like the woman next to me was like. Your mom would be so proud of you. I was like, "Which?" Yes, that's what she said on that flight. Yeah. I was like, "What are you trying to say? You try to yeah, act as if I don't belong here?" Assumption, <laughs> yeah, assumption. Oh but no, nah, that it was the it was my best experience, but also my worst experience because I was sitting next to like some old old lady who was very old, reminded me of like my grandma and everything. But she was like backing down the gin and tonics, like just bang bang gin and tonics. Yeah. And then but she, she got, got a bit nervous. Maybe she yeah. was nervous, yeah. But it got to a point where I was helping her with a. Um, um, in-flight entertainment so she had her headphones on and I'm sitting there chilling and she turns around to me and says and shouts because she's obviously got her headphones on so what do you think about racism in America do you think it's no ever going to end God. everyone on the plane turned around and looked at me because she shouted on the plane and everyone was waiting for my answer like so what are you going to say <laughs> it was peak Bro, but it was a another, great experience took another sip of that champagne oh, mate right. she was drinking all of that gin tonic and Getting at you during that flight, she probably wanted somebody with juice on you. <laughs> she wanted something. She wanted something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. She was drinking those G and T's, looking at Ollie the whole time. Thinking, yeah, all right. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> but it's it's just a great thing. Like you. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of being in first class and business class for the first time, um, I prefer to be in economy because when I was in, when I had my first experience in business class, I was acting too brand new. I couldn't stop fidgeting. 
And I was looking around at everyone, looking around. Look, what's everyone doing? Who's business? Like, you know I'm not supposed to be here. (laughs) Maybe they knew you weren't supposed to be there because you took out your phone or camera and started recording yourself in first class. (laughs) (laughs) Off, kicking off. Listen, kept on pressing all the buttons. Yeah, yeah. uh... you're like, what does this do? What does this do? (laughs) No, so, so you mentioned Skyscanner. Do you guys use any other? any other um, search engines or how do you guys find flights? Yeah, stay tuned to the end of the episode. I'm oh, going to share with you a major, major, major Okay, key. we've got major keys. So three, three key sources for me is, uh, or for, I think for us as well, Skyscanner for flights, booking.com. I don't really use Airbnb too much actually. I'm not too sure why. Yeesh, you need to get onto it. And then TripAdvisor for recommendations of restaurants and activities. Mm. But I think every, I think most people use that actually, to be honest. So I, I, actually, I'd probably use, if anyone's got any other... Um, better recommendation for sources just plug in the comments please yeah i think we all the majority of us use skyscanner i never was a i was never really an adopter of skyscanner but i think sure made me become one um and then sometimes i use go directly to the airline to see what they can offer Mm. and also maybe using master upgrade so mostly skyscanner um so yeah yeah i use the same sometimes i find going directly to the airline is a little bit more expensive but I like it if it's with the airline that I'm using because, like you mentioned, Daniel, you can get free upgrades um, yeah. if you go directly through them. But most of the time, it's Skyscanner for me. One, question, one, one, sorry, Daniel, go ahead. No, I was, was going to say, question, how far in advance do you book flights and do you impulse book? So I'm more of, a, yeah, more of an impulse when I shouldn't be, actually. But yeah, I'm it's mix, cause, mix, because mix. Ideally, ideally, they say, look, try and book it. If you do six months in advance or a year in advance, then you really get good rates. But... The reality of it is that when you're just, you've got a lot more going on, unless you've got an admin booking stuff for you, you end up booking it, um, I don't know, a month before, a few weeks before, and the price is what it is. So, mm-hmm. um, They say the best time to book it is between six to eight weeks. Before oh, actually. Because <clears throat> they say actually, that if you book it too early, you're basically getting the prime... Because what happens when the airline, they release the flight and the dates and everything like that. So there's like prime, quite expensive um, prices. But then yeah. as soon as they get closer to it, so between six to eight weeks when it's not full, they'll start to reduce the price again. But then when it gets to close to full capacity, then the price will spiral out of control. So most people say between six to eight weeks is the best time to book. Okay, cool. So sure, sure six to eight weeks. Okay, cool. Got that one. Sure. why don't you share the days that people are... Re- where we should actually book our flights. I think it's Tuesday. Like a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Thursday. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I think it's, it's. I think the the cheapest one is a Tuesday because um people tend to book their trips over the weekend when they're not at work, etc. Or sometimes in the evenings. And actually, the best time of the week to get the best deals um is I think Tuesday afternoon or even Tuesday very early in the morning because most people aren't booking. And these airlines are very smart. I think they have algorithms where the price starts yeah. to go up with the more people that are looking at the, yeah. the website. Yeah. And, and another thing actually that I found out is um, the airlines are very smart with your cookies as well. Yeah. So if you're, yes, you will. If, if yes. you're a young professional, if you're a young professional like us and you go onto your laptop and you go to book a flight, they'll look at your cookies and see the other websites that you're on. And they, they can typically figure out very quickly that your demographic is a young professional, probably living abroad or living in London. And they'll charge you a higher price. Then if my younger brother, who's a student, if he was sat next to me and he went on his phone, I went on the same website and looked at the prices. There's actually a difference nine times out of 10. Hmm. So that's also something to be careful. So, so to what your that, tip there is clear yeah, your cookies. Yeah. yeah? 
clear your cookies, thing, yeah? yeah? Clear, clear, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clear, clear that history. The other thing, the other thing um, uh, just to add on that as well, and I was told by um, someone at work, she said not to check the the, um, the prices too often. So let's mm. say, for example, you want to book um, to fly somewhere. Oh, mate, you, I've been I've been bitten by that so many times. If you, if you check, yeah. if you're checking once, the best thing is to try and book when you check for the first time because if yeah. you check, if you keep going back to it, the prices do go up. Yeah, because it looks like the algorithm so that I think people are looking to book and then demand goes up, so mm-hmm. higher demand, higher price. Yeah, and great, then also, great, great have you guys spot. tried? Um, this is one I heard. Try. Um, looking to purchase in a different currency. Yep. Yeah. yeah so country. that's a oh, or different country. country. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, different country yeah. or different currency. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's wild. I even like Russia once. Even like when I go to Nigeria, I might book in, I might book in rupees. So what, what currency do you guys booking in? No, no, no. So, so, so if you, if well, depends. <laughs> if you can able to change your, no, no, let me shut up. Your location. Um, you're lo- you're gonna yeah, say your location. Yeah, location. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like for example, I'm going to Nigeria. Daniel, 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 is, Daniel, is that legal? I think it is. <laughs> okay. No, it's legal. Long, it's legal. As long as they're giving legal advice, and that's fine. Nah, it's just let's say for example, I'm going to Nigeria next week. Yeah. Yeah. They know I'm when I'm my laptop. I connect through the uh, VPN and all the network stuff. It's gonna know I'm in Nigeria, yeah. and people from Nigeria will get cheaper flights because obviously the cost of living there. They want to make it affordable for people that live there. So cool. me logging on, I can book some flights there. They'll think I'm traveling, and I can you know get the cheaper. So what, you're, no, what you're saying is, you're saying, are you saying change the location? So you, there's two ways: is location or currency. Yeah. Sometimes you find currency. So let's say um, if I use pounds or whatever, I can go and book um, maybe dollars, maybe change it to dollars or something like that, and I find out that the conversion rate gives me is cheaper for me okay, when I convert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pete, we found that. Remember when we went to Japan? So we we're going to Japan to see to stay um see and stay with Shuel. I was going from London directly what a, to Japan. What a, what a trip. And, and my flight was showing at around, I think, £800 from London to Japan. Pab was flying from Switzerland to London to Japan. So on the London to Japan, it was the same leg. Then on the way back, he was flying from Japan to London back to Switzerland. But Pab's flight was coming at around 600 and mine was 800 for less mm. for you know less flights. Mm. So I thought, no, yeah, this that's... is a bump. But that's not location. So, that's the difference between yeah, direct so and... No, yeah, it's the so, difference between direct and connection flights. So connection flights, which is kind of weird... If you have a stop off when you're flying, it's actually cheaper than doing direct flights. Yeah, but the so, thing about so, it is, you know, so what I did is I I booked a flight with my Avios to Switzerland for twenty pounds. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving two hundred pounds, so I just booked a flight from uh, London to Switzerland for twenty pound in business return. Um, so it's one way, and then from Switzerland. To London to Japan for six hundred. So, so guys, if, if if there's one if there's one tip I can share, that is my like number one tip is when it comes to traveling, just do it. Just like the way Nike says it, because yeah. Daniel Daniel's a role model for this. And yes, obviously there's there's um it comes with with a particular cost, but the learnings and experiences that come out of traveling and just um sort of moving around freely is just invaluable. So with with that particular with that particular case, I think. I remember, you know, it's funny because I said, Daniel, why would you do that? Just travel yeah. from, I'll meet you in London and we go yeah. from there. And Daniel was like, nah, 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 nah. I want to <laughs> do my thing. I want to move around. <laughs> so I remember, I remember, I remember I flew in from Denmark uh, that the night before. Then Daniel flew from London to Basel. He even told his colleagues at work, he says, yeah, I'm going to Basel for a quick night. You know what I mean? I'm going to Basel for a quick <laughs> night. And then next morning, I'm going to fly back to London. And then we flew from Basel to London together and then London to Japan. Hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, I've had it's just it's, some may listen to this think, oh, that doesn't make any sense. It's just all part of the experience, baby. And it's part of, it's it's part of the game. It's part of the game. Like like I was saying, like sometimes connection flights can be a lot cheaper. So there's certain times when I've got, only got hand luggage. Only do this if you've got hand luggage. Don't do this if you check in luggage. Yeah? Mm. But there's sometimes where I might fly. Uh, let's say, for example, I'm going to, um, let's say, London. Yeah. But I get a flight from the US to Nigeria. So it goes US to London, stops off, and then you get off at London to go to Nigeria. Yeah. What I could do is take just the first leg of the flight and mm. go. Forget about the yeah. second one because it's a lot yeah. cheaper for me to go to Nigeria with a stop in yeah, London sure, yeah, than actually. That. So sometimes yeah. I just do that and, but, you know, but, but only do it with a hand luggage. Wait, yeah, quick disclaimer. disclaimer. But also, like, don't don't try and think you can... If you're doing US to London, Nigeria, don't think you can get out London because they will see exactly. that you haven't shown up yeah, for the flight. Yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Big so one. don't yeah, yeah, do yeah. it if it's the first stop and you can get off, but don't try exactly. and join a flight. You can't, yeah. I almost made that mistake of trying to join a flight. And they were like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so, so, uh, I think last time I had uh, Basel, London, London, LA. Um, so let's say, for example, this flight was on a Saturday. And then there was a, a family event that was taking place on the Wednesday. Hmm. So I said, okay, Lauren, let's let's fly on Wednesday and I'll just take my flight on Saturday to um, LA. Um, and I was literally ready to go. I think we, I think I even booked my flights. And then I, and I just checked. I said, hang on, uh, Shuo, if I just skip the Basel leg, can I still roll? He says, nah. <laughs> and, and then, and so it, I would have been, I would have been devastated to have got to the airport and, and said, "Yo, I'm off to LA." No, you're not. You know what's so funny about that? I made a silly mistake because I was looking for a budget flight, and I was trying to go from Thailand back to Budapest, but it stopped off in India. Yeah, it was like it was Bruh. Thailand to India, and then that's, India that's to Budapest. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, so because it was just one of these budget airlines, I just booked everything. I didn't check the visa requirements. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you mind them know you need a visa to go to India? Yeah, so I didn't book any visa because I was like, oh, I'm not even getting off the plane. I'm going to Budapest. I'm good to be in Budapest, yeah? <laughs> I'm not getting off the plane. Oh, no, not, <laughs> sorry, I mean, like, I'm not going into the country. Okay, I'm okay, changing okay, the plane. Okay. But the thing is, if you change airlines, yeah, you basically need to go in the country and then come back out if you change yeah. airlines. If you're on the same airline, it's fine. But if you change airline providers. So I was in Thailand about to check in and they're like, oh, <laughs> can we see your visa for India? I was like, what are you talking about? I don't need it, man. I don't need a visa. I'm going to Budapest. They're like, now nah, you need them. I, I had situation. to book another flight on the spot, which became uh, even more expensive just because I didn't read what the visa requirements were. But before we just wrap up and finish up, one thing I want to understand from you guys, because I know a lot of you guys have traveled by yourself. And I think a lot of listeners sometimes are afraid to travel by themselves. How do you guys ensure that you're safe when you're abroad? Because safety is a big thing and a de uh, deterrent when people are traveling. So how do you guys make sure that you're street okay, smart but and stay but there's safe? A, there's, a, there's a two things there. One yeah. is the entire trip. So you're traveling by yourself and also exploring the city by yourself? Yes. Or do you mean yes, both. just yeah, traveling? Yeah. No, traveling. I'll say traveling and also in the city by yourself because I think it covers the second one when you're traveling by yourself as well. So... If you travel and you travel alone, how do you guys ensure that you stay safe? Because I think that's a big area when it comes to traveling. Mm. Oh, well, I, I'm only going to share this because I went to a safe, like travel and safety thing at work because a lot of people travel, so they want to ensure our I safety. Thought, I thought Daniel was going to say, oh, you're going to share a story about how you got robbed abroad or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I thought it was going to get deep. <laughs> no, no. 
but I was told that this person had been in the army for years, worked in the police, or proper, yeah, proper, I know. proper guy. I had the same pitch from the security, so, right? So, so yeah. yeah, so um, obviously take this with a pinch of salt, adapt to what's, what's relevant to you, but when you're going away, even traveling, when you're at the airport, the, the safest part is airside, so going through security. So do what you need to do, land side, get through check-in and get to the other side quickly. That's just general safety. But when you're traveling and you're away in accommodation, mix up your routine. Don't keep to the same routine. Don't leave, like for example, work. You might be have to start work at a certain time. Don't leave the same time. Go through different ways, take different exits. But if you're on holiday, just mix up the routine change your breakfast routine, change the way you go, just change what you do. Don't Mr. be so Li- loud Mr. Mr. Liam Nielsen, boy. It's not yeah, like taken, like, yeah. taken, taken, taken for. Yeah, no. you know, like, like, yeah, just, just mix up the routine. Don't be overly loud to say, yeah, I'm here on holiday. I'm here with this person. I'm staying here. Or even when you're in public, don't be so loud to say where you're staying mm-hmm. because opportunities are always around. Don't have bum bags. That screams out tourists. You know, pack extra debit or credit card. Have photocopies. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to scare. I don't want to scare. No, no, you're not. It's not. It's not. It's not. This isn't. This isn't to scare. It's just to be aware, vigilant. Even to have copies of your passport or documents. Just have that. Also have travel insurance, because you just need. Yeah, just need travel insurance. And when you got to take out what you need. If you want to get real scary, this guy was talking about having a throwdown wallet. So if you do get approached or want to get robbed, have a wallet with some old expired cards. A bit of like five ten pounds. Mm. So someone says, "Where's your wallet?" You just give it to them. By the time they run off, they're not going to realize that. That's like oh, back God. in the. That's back in the day yeah, when you used to put your money in your socks, P. Remember when yeah, you were afraid to get robbed? Talking about. Where you used to put? I had my white, my white two. Ah, nah, sharp. I had my white socks. My, my grandma will give me about 10, 15 pounds when I see her. Just slide it in my socks and just, and just dip. In case you get, in case they say, what you got for me? What you got for me? And I'll be wearing my slippers and my shorts to go back. Yeah. Um, but also try and stay, stay in a group as much as possible if you can. Yeah, yeah, and text people. Yeah. Let people know where you, let people know, let people know where you are. I think the only thing is also text people. Let people know where you are. Like people in um, abroad and stuff like that. Oh, because there was one time I was going out with a group of people that didn't really know. And I texted one of my friends and I was like, yo, you and your dodgy people. <laughs> I was like, if if I don't message you at so and so time tonight, send a rescue team for me because you know you know. <laughs> but it's just let people know. Let people know as you're traveling around. Text yeah, your yeah. family and friends. The, yeah, one, the, the one thing I wanted just to touch on before we wrap up was we spoke about flights, but I know people also we we have been we've been advantageous of being able to stay with people that are in a country. But if you want to book accommodation, which we've done also, mm. how would you go about doing it? He mentioned earlier booking.com, but I know Shuel. Shuel is, yeah, big advocate. Booking.com, and the more you use that as well, they give you additional discounts. So now I qualify for genius discounts, repping booking.com. And (laughs) it gives you great deals, great options as well. And similar, Airbnb is something that I've only started using properly the last six months. And the more you use, the more discounts you get as well. So I like Airbnb if I'm going with a group of people. So if I'm going with a big group of people, you can get a nice house or apartment uh, with Airbnb. So a lot of times I travel with Airbnb. P like that. What in Amsterdam that all you got? Which one in Amsterdam? <laughs> remember P and I wait, got wait, the wait. hotel. We got that hotel and then remember where Oli was staying. What was I saying in Amsterdam? Yeah, I was trying to think in Amsterdam. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Dirty place. Amsterdam. 
Forget the red yeah. light district. It's just dirty, man. I no, hate Amsterdam. Remember the bunk beds that Oli was saying? No, that was not my room. That was that was um that was Daniel. What are you talking oh, yeah, about? Was, yeah, the, but, they, but the thing is, they the were staying in a hostel. There. They were staying in a hostel that time. Yeah, when I went in there, I was like, "What kind of operation is?" No, no, no. So, what is going on? The way that was, the way that was trying to put something on me, I'm like, "Wait, what is that?" Sorry, so I stand. I asked him. Daniel, I said, "Yo, guys, do you live here or are you are you staying here? What's going on?" No. So, and no, that's that's actually a good alternative because they were paying they were paying cheap amount for it. So they were staying in a hostel. They were staying in a hostel as well. So you got to find a balance between spending spending. You can't if every if no. It's different really ages. Think, like I'm not like they're not gonna obviously stay in a hostel at this age. Yeah, we're talking about five years ago. You know, like five ten years ago. So it was like oh, Amsterdam know. was like a couple years ago. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> it was November 2015, man. <laughs> no, but I think to be honest, I think I think there's I think we've got a lot of stories to share and a lot more tips. Maybe we should consider doing um, a follow up another another yeah. episode. Mm. But yeah, I, I would. I, I was just gonna say, I usually just lock in on the flights, and I do. I use Booking.com maybe for cancellation, but the accommodation is usually second for me. It's the flights that would be the first um, on the priority list. But yeah. Oh, so let me share with you the tip I was gonna share. I want to share. I want to share the turbulence story, but we can do that. <laughs> oh my god, that is funny. <laughs> we could. The, the, the listeners can wait to the next episode for that one. If we, if we do a part two. That's a, that's a story, but yeah. So my tip was gonna be, it's for traveling. You can do a premium subscription or a free subscription, and it's called Jack's Flight Club. I don't know if you've heard of it. Jack's Flight Club. Flight Club. It's on Instagram. He's got a website, and he doesn't take any money. I'm not getting paid for this. Uh, you, sure you, you sure you ain't got no equity in this company, Daniel? No, it's one of those investments that you made. No, no, no. no, but this is a really no, no, no. This is a really, really good um uh resource. What he does is. If you've got a free membership, he will send you maybe weekly or every couple of days some really cheap flights, the location, the time period, how to book. And you don't book through him. You maybe book through Google Flights or Skyscanner. So he gives you a step-by-step on how to book. And, you know, or if you've got a premium one, he sends you maybe every other day um, some really good flights. So you can go to be going to like Bali for £200 return. These are with good flight, um, good airlines, maybe like Virgin, BA, He'll always tell you the airline that you're booking with. He'll give you what the the normal rate would be with that time period and plus what you'll be paying for this, whether it includes check baggage. But I saw some to like to, to Japan, 300. Uh, Bali, 200. Canada, Toronto was like 300. Guys, are you and hearing this? Listeners, it, are you hearing what's going on? Don't pay for this. You can get free subscription, see how it works. And if you like, pay for the premium, which I think is £30 for the year. And I'm telling you, you can have the next year of travel booked up nicely. Jacksflight.com. So we, we, we got, we've got a Take Flight podcast challenge, which is, with all the tips that we've shared today, especially this one, Jack Flight's uh, club, sub, um, log in, subscribe, and start booking, and then just just tag us and let us know where you're heading to next. Yeah. Um, and what would be actually sick is if, is if we somehow, some way down this, um, this year or even next year, uh, meet up with one of our listeners. Trust me, Jack's Flight, Jack's Flight Club, trust me, it's a game changer. Game, game changer. And if also you're looking to see where you've been or countries that you haven't been to, Olu shared with me this app. It's an app called Bean. So Bean, B-E-E-N, Bravo, Echo, Echo, November. And it's almost like a scratch map, but it's just on your phone and you can just click on the country you've been to. It tells you how much percentage you've been of, of a continent and how much percentage of the world you've been to. So if you're looking to say you're thinking about what country to visit, you can always just scroll down to see what countries you haven't been to. Yeah, um, it's a way to keep track. 
but yeah, we hope you found uh, this part quite interesting um, and and useful. We definitely do. I think we should have a part two to talk about that turbulent story. No, <laughs> and, and, and once we once we release that episode as well, I'll post on Instagram the picture of Daniel in that turbulent moment. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing about it, the thing about it is that picture you're referring to was not actually the turbulence. It was this. It was on the way to Hong Kong. <laughs> The face that we're referring to, we didn't capture. It was too oh, much. That's true, that's anyways, true. anyways, let's. So let's for the listeners, more. literally take flight. No pun intended. Do 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 do. Flight. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna share with you a book that I actually bought on uh, when I was away in Atlanta, come back from Atlanta to London, and I was just walking through the airport terminal, and I thought, you know, I want to buy a book, I want something to read, and so I went into the bookstore and I was just looking. I didn't want a self-help book. I do. I don't read fiction. That's not kind of. That's not my um, my forte. So I was just looking through, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm still young, but I was thinking about longer term. So I came across this book that just grabbed my attention, and it was called Fifty Two Things Son Need Sons Need from Their Dads mm. uh, by J. Uh, Pay Leitner. Mm-hmm. And let me let me sit up for this boy. It just stood out to. <laughs> I wasn't in a relationship. I wasn't, yeah, obviously I was in a relationship. I wasn't married. You didn't have any no kids. Do- no children. So I was thinking, okay, what can I learn from this? So I just read the back of the book, the blurb, and it just intrigued me. So I thought, you know, let me buy it. And even when I, when I opened the book, you can see I bought it on September the 11th at, um, September 11th, 2014, Atlanta Airport, going to London Heathrow. And this book is quite simple. It's 52 things. So if you wanted to read one every week and just ponder that for one year, that's good enough. But they're very short chapters. Mm. And how each chapter starts, it's just a need. It starts with a son needs his dad, then some ellipses, an ellipse, so dot, dot, dot. And then it just gives a simple sentence and it talks about that briefly and every chapter or every need ends with a takeaway so for example uh this one says a son needs his dad to know he is not a clone and the takeaway in that was if your son lives your life what has he achieved and it just goes on to the is that sort of narrative and i really really like this book because they're very simple things that you've thought of or haven't thought of that you think because of your experiences and because of your life you think when I have a son or have a child, I want them to be like this. I want them to be like that. Even when we spoke about in the last episode about networking and Sherelle was talking about um, the group of friends that his parents were sometimes receptive for him to, to be around or not. It, pay, it plays a key part in just thinking about longer term and just thinking about what a son needs from you. And I remember reading this book and it really, it really touched me because it made me think about my relationship with my dad mm. um, and I have a good relationship with my dad, but it just, it touched me to think that there are many things that we can appreciate from our parents, our mum or dad, but we don't necessarily say to them. And it was touched. It's just, it, I, I don't, I don't want to get emotional in the episode right now, but it touched me a lot. Mm. It touched me a lot. And whilst we have our parents around, if they're still around, we really need to really need to value them. Mm. And even a mm. quote that I read is, as we get older, we often forget that our parents are getting older too. Yeah. So we really need to value the time. But yeah, fire away. You know, what, what do you guys want to know? No, I, I I totally agree with you, um, um, Daniel. 
I think you sometimes forget that your parents are getting older. Um, and I would ask you guys even the question, how much time do you spend trying to understand and gain the knowledge that they have or just understand where they come from? Because I think so many times we only know them as our, as our parents, but they had a whole life prior to us being born. Yeah. So when my brothers were at uni, because I'm the youngest, um, that's when I, when I was in college, I spent more time with my mom, just sitting in the kitchen while she was cooking, just trying to just download. Okay, mm. what did you used to do prior to you coming to learn? Okay, what was fun for you? What did you? And I think those aspects is stuff that you should always try and do, whilst they're still here, because unfortunately we're getting old, so they're mm. getting old as well. And a lot of time, your name and your legacy only lives based on people that you speak to and then passing that message on to them. So, yeah. Now, this is a touching subject, man. No, no, I can't can't speak highly of this book enough. It's just, I think I'm going to have to read it again. Not because I'm um, expecting or anything. But um, it's just, it's a book that I think you can always draw something from. Always draw something from. And it's just nice to always... Just be not be ready, but just thinking longer term. And we spoke of yeah, just think longer term. So Shabal, you're gonna yeah. say something. No, I was just gonna say I think what we were talking about about we forget sometimes that our parents are getting older. So I think the biggest the big, the biggest kind of shock to that system for me was my dad, he had a stroke about coming up to two years ago now. And this was while I was in Japan. So I was in Japan, I got that phone call from my mum saying, Oh, your your dad's in hospital, she was crying down the phone and this it's in those moments you realize, like, you start thinking about all those moments that you've had with your parents when you were growing up. And then it, to have that suddenly flash in front of your face of that, those moments never happening again, it, it helps prioritize um, where and what you need to spend your time doing. And I was very fortunate that my dad, he was able to pull through. He spent nearly three months in intensive care, and there was a lot, it was very touching great at some moments. But after that, um, it really brought home to me the reality that your parents aren't really going to be around forever. Um, so even if you have a good relationship or bad relationship, whatever relationship you have without them, you wouldn't be here. So try and spend that time wisely. And since then, it's given me that kick to come back to Europe, be closest to them while I'm back here, try and help them or spend more time with them. I'm actually going to Bangladesh with them next week as well. So all of these things I probably would have done anyway, but then going through that moment of potentially losing my dad kind of gives you that, that kick that you need. And I was very lucky to get a second chance because not a lot of people get that either. So, yeah, that's that's really your, da, your, your, dad's, your dad's a warrior anyway, so he was always going to pull yeah, through yeah. one hundred. Yeah, legend. legend. Um, yeah, now this is this is um, this is a powerful um, and meaningful discussion. The only thing I'll add on my side is I've always I've always believed that um, our time is limited, and so mm. what I've loved about um, the relationship with my mother in particular, um, and also my dad, is that. In the beginning, it was very much them guiding us and telling us what we needed to do. So you didn't really have the permission to ask questions about what was your life like and, and how did you grow up and and how can I learn from what you did and perhaps um, do things differently or the same or what can I take on? But I think as we've as we've got older, I've I've really tried to sort of close that gap and 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 work with my mum as a best friend. So we, I mean, if you if you see my, me and my mum talk and and we, and we message we're on, we're on, we're on Facebook, we talk slang to each other. I mean, it's like it's literally it's literally mm. like um, like two best friends, you know. And sometimes, yeah. and sometimes, and Lauren's even told me sometimes I'm too much. Sometimes I need to reel it in a bit because I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit before like, you get a backhand. Like, before you get a backhand, <laughs> but it's just it's just it's just what I'm trying to trying to get to is a space whereby 
um, we are super cl- and I, and I ask, like I've I've gone to deep waters in asking and having beautiful discussions with my mother about what it was like growing up because mm. one of the things also um, and everybody can resonate with this is um, it's really important that we understand the sacrifices that they made the challenges and, and the struggles that they went through, right? Mm, because I, I believe they all struggled very well. And we have to really internalize um, what they went through. And I'm, and I'm talking about um, not just key moments that you realize, mom, what was it like on a day-to-day basis? Mm. What did you do? What did you give up? What did mm. you make sure you were going to... And you'll be stunned by some of the things that your mom tells you. And so it's a lot of what drives me. Um, it's a lot of what... Um, and, and it makes a big difference to your own mm. purpose and what you're actually trying to do. So I think I think... My recommendation would be to, because um, it's not always easy, but to ask your mum and your father those questions that that even when they're on the tip of your tongue, you're nervous to ask because you mm. almost feel like, oh, am I still being respectful by asking these questions? Mm. But they open up mm. a new form of relationship, and I I think 100%. you as you as a as a, as a son, and also it, it's also something I can also share with my younger brothers as well because they're not old enough to ask that question. Or let's say, for example, if Minkala was to ask the question, my mum would be like. She wouldn't answer him in the same in a similar fashion. Mm. So it's also you have to reach a certain stage where you can where you have the permission to say, um, you know, mom, what was it like back then? And, mm. and what do you think? And so no, I love it. And I love it. And what I love now, and I'm sure you guys can also agree, is that um, I very much have, have, have owned the leadership position or taken a position to help advise my mom and my father what to, what they should do next over the yeah. next 15, 20 years. You know, yeah. I say to them. I say to them, the next 20 years are going to be the best 20 years of your life. We have to just, you know, adopt a new mindset and look at different ways. So it's, um, I love it. I love it. And it's, it's, um, it's, mm. but yeah, it's really, I think for black and brown communities, you've got to break that gap of mm. always, we're always used to being told what to do to yeah, now yeah, turning yeah. it into, let's have an open forum discussion. Whatever's on my mind, I want to ask you and we want to talk about. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, that's so what a, are some of the nice. concepts they make, mention in the book, Daniel? What are some of the advice or stuff that they tell you to do? Or so is it more, it's, yeah. It's, it gives um, like examples or not examples, but it gives you ideas or gives you tips. For example, don't, when, let me give an analogy. When would you, if you see your son making a mistake, would you step in or allow him to make that mistake? Because ultimately you can only guide your son or your children through doors or help them open doors, but you can't make them walk through it. So they either do it or they don't. So I think a lot of parents can be forceful on their children, especially when it comes to education, that you must do this, you must do that. You can advise, give tips, give guidance, but ultimately let that decision be theirs. And we, mm. I think sometimes it can be detrimental if you handhold your children too much, mm. as in you don't let them make mistakes themselves because it's in the mistakes you learn and you grow. Mm. I, you know, of course you can identify things that are going to be completely detrimental to them and possibly destroy them and that's where you step in but if it's going to be a mistake where they can learn from you need to let let that happen it can be hard I'm, I'm not a parent but I'm sure it can be hard to see someone you love dearly make a mistake and think okay this is what the outcome could be but also it may not be uh, um, you, it gives... you know you know it's interesting so so would your would your mother agree with that because <laughs> my mother would say listen wherever you go growing up I'm going <laughs> no, but as I can I can say that because even in life, like I've made mistakes and I've had you know I've had frank conversations with my dad about things and he would say, okay, what did you learn from that? Mm-hmm. So when I talk to my dad, he's very much an understanding parent, but also he challenges your thinking. Okay, so you went through that. How did it make you feel? What did mm-hmm. you learn from that? If we're to do it again, or if you be faced with that challenge, what did you learn? And that's how you know the how you're saying about where your parents share experiences with you. 
my dad's very much open and sharing experiences with me if he thinks it can help me. And he's not like, a, he's not going to not share anything anyway. But if I was to ask, he would share. And there was, there was a particular story. I remember sitting down with my dad and he told me a story about um, how he had done a project. And um, he was, I want to be honest, he was, he was owed uh, money for the work. Mm. And essentially he didn't get paid for it. And I was thinking in my head, like when I heard the amount, I was like, I would be, I would be angry. I would mm-hmm. be very angry. But he said to me, well, what would being angry do? It wouldn't solve anything. But it's about choosing the battles and fighting the battles. But also, ultimately, you can't control how others feel, but you can control how you feel. So if that mm-hmm. anger gets inside you, it's going to eat you up. But he just thought, okay, this is something I've learned. I move on and I look onto other opportunities. And for me, I don't know if I could be at a stage where I could do that at that time but it just helps you think from people's perspective a different opinion and really does challenge me even the way I react or respond to certain situations or challenges in life I almost think hmm okay I have a choice to either respond and react like this or respond and react like that do you know what I find do you know what I find so amazing is that even with even with what we've achieved in our life so far and in our and our, our resources and the people that we, we we hang around with our network there's still so much to learn and mm. it's like some a lot of times we we look a lot of times I say look a lot of what we're doing now is is, is an advancement from what our parents so we're take we're leave we're taking off from where our parents left off right and so you sometimes you start to think well I'm doing very well and I'm, I'm kind of like uh, showcasing for the family but it's like if when you really dig into our parents' experiences, you realise there's so much more to learn. There's there's yeah, so much more space to grow. So, and um, just and just lastly, adding on what other things it shares, it just talks about spending time with your son. You know, taking interest in what they enjoy, just spend doing activities with them, just you and just father and son time, and just allowing that bond to grow, uh, to be organic and just to to be a nice a nice friendship. Of course, you're their their parent, and of course, they need to respect you. So, so what's but, I just, I just, I just want to add it because this is a, this is a conversation I've had with my mom a number of times because she challenges me on sometimes my ambition and where sometimes the risks of wanting maybe wanting too much, right? So there's pros and cons to it. So I, so a lot of, t- and so what she says to me, she said this time and time again. She says to me, uh, and and it's the point you just mentioned. The, the only thing that your that your child will need is your time. Yeah. Like you can. I understand what you're trying to do in terms of build an empire and it's important to to have a personal economy and 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 build that and that's but always keep in mind Pabilo that the only thing they want from you is your time so they want you either if it's even if it's a walk in the park they just want to be able to uh, speak to you express their feelings and opinions so think twice about running around the world and trying to build um a number of things and 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 convincing yourself it's for them when actually they just wanted your time so yeah I, th- I think I think I think that's key because even when I you know say my wife wants to talk to me, you can have you can be there but not present in the moment, so your de- attention is divided. But when I speak to my dad, like he can be in a meeting, he can be at a speaking engagement or you know doing something, and he'll pick up my call no matter where he is. He'll step out of him, he'll pick up my call, and if I need his time, he'll give me his time there and then. And even I think it was a uh, last year I wanted to talk to him about some uh, a pressing issue, and he said okay. Can it wait a week? He said, "I'll I'll be coming to London," and and then we spoke. He came and we spoke in London. He'd always give me his undivided attention, his time. And the thing is, 
he's not always there. He wouldn't always just give me advice. He'll just sit back and just listen and let me talk. And then he'll get seek understanding first before he says anything. And that's something I really value about my dad is that he would always give me his time. He wouldn't, he's non-judgmental. And it's not everything that I say that I necessarily agree with that he would say. Sometimes it hurts and it's the truth. But it's just having someone there that's present. And for those who might not have a father present in their life, I'm sure there's someone who you see could see as a father figure or an older person you can confide yeah. in and give you that time. Yeah. Because I appreciate not every father has an active role, but that's okay. There is someone out there that you can speak to. And even we spoke about mentoring in a few episodes back. Sometimes you can have a great mentor-mentee mentor relationship that you can also see them as a father figure and can help guide you and give you advice. So yeah, that's how I like to make my closing remarks. Okay, perfect. Nope. So Daniel, do you, do you want to repeat the, the title and author of the book again? Yeah, so the book is called 52 Things Sons Need From Their Dads. And it's, the author is Jay Paylitner. I'm probably butchering the name, but it's J J A Y. You know the and <laughs> I know, I know, I need another one. Paylatner. It's P A Y L E I T N E R. That's P A Y L E I T N E R, and it's fifty-two things sons need from their dads. And Daniel, if anyone tags us in uh, Instagram during this week's episode, you buy them a copy, right? I think, I don't know, do I, we might be a couple of orders behind. I don't know how <laughs> yeah, you guys are I think, doing. I think, yeah, I think I owe someone else a book. Yeah, yeah. yeah so if, if, you, if, you, if you're listening to this and you know you're the person that I owe a book, please DM me so I can get you um, get the book and send it to either an Amazon locker so you can pick it up or whatever it may be, or to your address. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be owing you for too long. But yeah, if you tag... Do, do, I, do I owe money? Do I owe books? Yeah, you need to get a book. I want to, I want to put it on blast right now. You owe a book to Omari. So, Omari, if you're listening to this, hit Pabilo up and be like, where's my book, bro? Oh, no problem. Omari, I got you. I got you. I got you. Right, cool. I got you. got more than one book. Come on, man. You already know. Come on, Omari. If you want a book, just just DM P. You'll give everyone books. I'll give you the top 23 from the 52 last year. Trust me. I think someone else also wanted the top Someone wanted top you 10. to say the list. Maybe in the next episode you can say your ah, cool. the list of do. the yeah. I will okay. do no problem. But yeah, I will I'll gladly buy this book um for whoever tag shares it um wants to know more. So yeah. But thank you very much. We hope this episode will encourage you to take flight, literally in an aeroplane if you haven't already, or thinking about booking flights. Um share any bookings you have, tag us, we'll be excited to know where you'll be going next. Or maybe we can even share some of places we'll be going to this year um and yeah if you have any questions comments feedback feel free to contact us on instagram at take flight podcast and if you don't have instagram but would like to contact us our email address never changes it's take flight podcast at gmail.com so i must say actually i got a did get an email in that um that email address but oh. it was just spam <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, worry, three, don't worry, don't I, worry. I just have three words from my side before we close. Go on. Hats coming soon. Yeah, merch. Boom, 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 boom. Merch, merch is oh, coming man. soon. All money in, no money out. But thank All you. In, we'll no catch money you next out. week on Take Flight Podcast. Stay, stay, um, stay well. God bless. Peace. Take off. Take